Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> And we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. Today, we've got our NFL player projections episode for week 16. I'm your host, Chris Raybon of the Action Network. And today, we're going to run through our top five players at each skill position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. We'll discuss players who are especially high and low on and, of course, throw out some player props. Here to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? I got a I got an email saying you were uh, had an eight no weekend, so I'm assuming pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I had a good weekend, uh, and then I went 0-1 last night. I know we always joke about having a good weekend, and then <laughs> bad taste in your mouth, losing right? the very last bet. <laughs> Whatever. Overall picture, uh, had a good week. Uh, even hit on. The Panthers actually winning that game, so that was fun. <laughs> I but, saw uh, that. That was amazing. <laughs> but how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Had a had a winning week, but uh, I'm kind of bummed that the Panthers did win that game because Stucky and I both had a Falcons NFC South tickets that looked really good two weeks ago and it just uh, have gone yeah. completely I, up in flames. Yeah, no, uh, I, I have weeks. <laughs> I had the over. I think it was eight and a half wins, mm-hmm. um, and I've been slowly watching that lose uh the falcons are just not a good team so uh, yeah, I they're so I was, bad i didn't think i was hitting that anyway uh but i saw it. we both hit on uh rodriguez yeah, yeah uh yeah. i don't know what books were thinking even even after we both hit it it moved down did you see it was like 17 and a half before yeah, I, I couldn't get uh, that i got i'm like I'm, i was like i'm pretty sure he's gonna be like a kind of like a one for one for robinson for the most part should be yeah um but it was a weird rotation in that game. They actually used Jonathan Williams as the third down back, complete third down back. Yeah. Like Antonio Gibson did not get a third down snap. So, it was it, yeah, it was a weird So game. bizarre, total uh, Ron Rivera stuff. But, yeah, like I hit it again when it went down to 15 and a half. It was down to 10 and a half. Uh, they, did, they only ran like five plays in the first half. It was truly bizarre. And then the second half, uh, they just featured him. So, uh, but yeah. that, that was a good hit for both of us. Yeah, man. And uh, we will, uh, of course, throw out some more 
props uh, after each position. So let's get right into quarterback week 16. Top five, who you got? Uh, well, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Fields, and Dak Prescott. Yeah, I got same different order, but same guys. Oh. I got Hurts, Allen, Justin Fields, third, uh, Mahomes, and then and then Dak. So, yeah, nice. a little bit of a different uh, top five. Who are you high on? Uh, well, I'm high on Justin Fields, obviously. Um, so are you. He's he's in our top yeah. five. He's my QB four. Uh, you know, he finished as the QB 24 last week, but we can sort of forgive him. He had that brutal matchup against the Browns. Um, however, you know, he has a good matchup this week against the Cardinals. So I think we can treat him as a top five option. And if you have him on your team, you likely drafted him inside. What, what was it? The top five, top six, top His six. Eight, yeah. Top, top six. six yeah. So, I mean, he hasn't lived up to that. Uh, and he's missed a handful of games, you know, on top of that. So if you're in the playoffs, um, you know, I, I think he's going to pay off his ADP here. This is a good spot. And there's a ton of uncertainty surrounding fields. Like, I don't know where he's going to be next year. He could get traded. So um, he wants to prove himself over these last few weeks. So I think, you know, he wants to have a good game here. Uh, and I think this is a spot where, you know, we could see a true ceiling game from him, um, especially if it's DJ more deep a couple times, runs around. So if he had him, he's been disappointing. But I think this week, you can treat him as a top five option. Yeah, he's probably looked better in real life than if than he's been for fantasy True. this year, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is like not what you would expect from Justin yeah. Fields. Um, yeah, I could have had though. a bigger game if Mooney uh, hung on Bro. to that. Oh, oh man. as someone with the under thirty-seven and a half, uh, I love that. But uh, yeah, that Mooney's got to come down with that. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was bad. There was. Like, I seen a picture where it was just like him with the ball in his stomach, and then like no <sighs> defender around him, and it's like this ended with an interception. It's like, how? yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it set up perfectly for him. That's kind of how those go. You know, yeah. you need it tip to a guy, but if it touches you and you're a wide receiver like that, you have to you have to hang on it up. Yeah, it was bad. Um, yeah, I'm high on Baker Mayfield this week. Yeah, uh, coming off a really good game, he's moving up. In my model, you know, he's just kind of a kind of the default quarterback that like he's not he he he's capable of throwing deep. He's capable of putting up you know multiple touchdowns, throwing for a lot of yards. Uh, he's not turning the ball over at the rate he was at, at you know start, certain points in his career. So he's just a solid fantasy quarterback here. So when he's in a solid matchup, you know, against the Jaguars, who their defense is okay, but they've allowed the third most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, and Mayfield has six. Uh, multi-touchdown games in his last eight games. Godwin finally started to get involved more in the offense last week, which is a good sign. And the Bucks are making a playoff push. Uh, so, you know, I don't expect them to let up. I know he might get a backup for Jacksonville, which knocks him down a little bit. But I already have this game projected for a pretty low total, uh, you know, in case Lawrence misses with the concussion. And I still have Mayfield as my QB 10. Uh, I think oh. he's QB 12 in consensus. So he is he is rising up. But, yeah, I think Mayfield is – startable this week if you're if you're in a bind yeah top 10 so he's he's in the streaming mix i i have him qb 14 uh Mm -hmm. but it's really close so maybe i'll get there i mean he played so well last week you just think he'll kind of keep that momentum going right yeah and uh, so the bucks have kind of even though rashad white has been great the bucks passing they've started to they're throwing a lot Mm. too like they're you know rashad white gets the only is the only guy really touching the ball in, in the backfield but 
Um, their pass rate has kind of been inching up a little bit, you know, uh, especially since they got a buy like what er, very early in the year. So oh, it's kind yeah. of been inching up since then. So um, th- we're at the point of the season where I do throw out some of like the, you know, weeks one, two and three um, tendencies. So that, that might be it. But yeah, he's he's definitely in the mix either way, um, whether it's you know 10 or 12 or 14. It's most people in most leagues that's going to be on the fringes. Um, so, yeah, like him this week. Uh, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Jake Browning. Uh, unfortunately, he's my QB 19 to open the week. Um, despite, you know, having another great game last week, uh, I think we we both had him in our, I think, top 12. Like, he's yeah, been playing he's, like a QB yeah. 1. Uh, he's been the QB 2 over the last three weeks. Um, <laughs> amazing. Uh, amazing. And unfortunately, when I actually took them plus 2.5 against the Steelers, he looked like Tim Boyle. But uh, I digress. <laughs> uh, you know, however, this week he's, I think he's going to be without Jamar Chase. We'll see what happens, but likely going to be without Jamar Chase. Um, and he's been banking on, you know, his pass catchers racking up yards after the catch. And Chase has been averaging 35 yards after the catch a game with Browning under center. So, you know, his loss could be pretty big for him. Um, you know, and I, I mentioned, you know, Browning didn't look good in his first start. That was without T Higgins. Um, so this will be, you know, potentially his first game without Jamar Chase. So I think, Browning, when he has all his pass catchers in the right matchup, can be like a top 10 quarterback. But I'm a little bit lower on Amir. You know, this is at Pittsburgh. I don't know what the weather is going to be like. Um, you know, I would imagine they'll have a pretty good game plan to, to overcome if, if Chase is out. But it's it's just a tough spot to trust Browning. If you're in a league, you know, 12 other teams, there's probably better streaming options out there like a Baker Mayfield. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely low on him. I'm treating him like a mid-range, a low-end QB2 this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's this is also the same team that he struggled against, as you oh, true. mentioned. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The only thing, I mean, the matchup did get a little easier when well, Pittsburgh lost two safeties in a span of like three yeah. plays because they got they lose KZ when he gets when he pops Pittman, and then like two plays later, it's like oh, make a make a Fitzpatrick is Again. down, and now he's uh, apparently out as far as I see um, uh, as we record this on oh, Tuesday. So. Yeah, looks. Yeah, I'm seeing news articles that say he will not oh, play yeah. this week yeah. at NBC Sports uh, and his backups, uh, iffy too. Yeah, so it's, Trends, I mean, oh man, that's the one thing that that changes. But I agree. I mean, I I just think this is a divisional, second divisional matchup. He struggled in the first one. It's on the road. He's missing his top receiver. Uh, we just can't kind of bank on him like we could. I, I think these last couple of weeks in some. Uh, more forgiven matchup. So uh, I agree. He's out of he's out of the uh, top fifteen for me as well. Uh, I'm hot. another guy I'm low on out of my top fifteen this week is Jordan Love. Um, he's down to QB seventeen, and it's not as much of an indictment on him. I know he's had some you know banged up pass catchers. We'll see what's good with Watson and, and Reed this week. But uh, really, he's playing the Carolina Panthers, and the Carolina Panthers because of the way they're playing, especially since firing. Frank Reich, they're, they're ultra run heavy, ultra run heavy. They got a, a much better pass defense than run defense. 17th in pass DVOA, 31st against the run. You know, J.C. Horn back at corner obviously helps them. So even though Carolina's defense overall and the team overall has been bad, they've allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to opposing quarterback, which just tells you, you know, your defense is 17th against the pass, yet you're allowing the fewest fantasy points to quarterback. What does that tell you? That there's more going on there, you know, than just your quality of matchup. You know, it's it's the game script. It's the amount of pressure they're putting on other teams to, to score. And it's the amount of runs that are kind of draining the clock. So this is a matchup here 
for Jordan Love where, you know, Green Bay, they need a win, but um, they might just try to, you know, get in, get out, run. Maybe Dylan will be back. We'll see. But mm-hmm. uh, I think Green Bay, Aaron Jones, I think he had like 10 or 11 carries in the first half last week. And then it just, they, the game got away from them. But I think they'd yeah. like to to be a little more balanced this week. So nothing against Love, but uh, just not the game script for him to have a ceiling game. And, you know, the floor is low playing as Carolina team because we might not need to do much at all. I mean, not, not 10 points would have beat him last week. They didn't, but they would have. <laughs> so, you know, that's yeah. kind of, that kind of frames, you know, going up against this Panther uh, defense. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. He's my QB 17. I feel like it's been pouring rain in Carolina for like three straight weeks now. So we'll, we'll have to see what the weather looks like there. Yeah, fifth, I think he said most attendance ever at an NFL game. Uh, that game. Last yeah, week. I saw the the pictures of like right around kickoff. There was it was very sparse. Yeah, it was like a few hundred people there. Looked like when I used to go to Clipper games when I was in eighth grade, and it was just like <laughs> me, Billy Crystal, and Dave Winfield. My dad just chilling. Yeah, they had the. I loved the jerseys back then. They like the. I, had, I think I had like a Darius Miles. Uh, oh, nice Clipper jersey, and then, and then yeah, it was like Miles Odom that era, like. Or was it even? It was before that, right? Probably when you were gone. Was it? Who was? I mean, was, who, was it? Was it? Michael was it Olo pre- Candy. Oh, okay. Same who, era. Same Rodney era. Rodney Rogers. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Pietkowski. Those days. Pietkowski. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely him. He was on the team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But who knows? Maybe you know. Now that the Panthers won a game, maybe they'll have like hundreds of people there next week. <laughs> Doubtful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, uh, you went. Two and zero on props last week. I went one and zero. I think one of them got knocked oh. out. No, I lost one. Well, how did it go? Oh no, oh, no, Keenan Allen didn't play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, technically, my bad. yeah, I, I tell you, you have a way of like finding the, the some guy that's going to be injured. We well, I think this. he was already injured. Like I, <laughs> I put the caveat out there, but. You know, it doesn't help that everyone's getting ruled out this year. Yeah. I mean, Evans did get more yards than him, but it wasn't that a, is true. a fair fight. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see where I'm going to go. Let's go. Um, so Brock Purdy, tough matchup against Baltimore. Mm. Let's go. Let's go Brock Purdy uh, rank uh, over under 12 and a half. Oh, like his, oh, his final rank for the week. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. He's been uh, killing it, but this is, you know, probably the toughest defense he's faced in a while. Yeah, they will get to throw more, presumably. Uh, but let's see. So last week, I'll just cheat and look at what I had last week for like. Where, where do you have Purdy ranked right now? He's my QB right now. Seven. He's my QB. Yeah, he's my QB eight right now. But I, um, Lawrence, I have Lawrence. Lawrence would be ahead of him if he was healthy. So he's probably gonna miss. So that he would be up to um seven. But yeah, he was like my QB two or three last week after all the shenanigans. Yeah. Um. So it's it's an interesting question, especially there's also you know it's a full slate. So, like, if a guy – okay, so a guy in that range, um, yeah, it's it's about, like, a 50-50 chance he'll finish as a QB1. That is a good line. Uh, I'm going to invest in Brock Purdy. Anytime I've invested in him this year, it has panned out, so uh, I'm not going to buck that trend right now. So, give me inside the top 12 and a half. That's, that's a good line. And, All right. Yeah, we have quite a few backups this week. There's some tough matchups, too. So, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. this one. Yeah, he'll probably get there. I mean, it's it, it's, but it is an interesting question because I noticed yeah. he's a little, a little lower than he was for me last week. Uh, all right, let's go to running back. We got in the top five. All right, let's see. Uh, before even looking, I know Christian McCaffrey number one, Kyron right. Williams number two. Uh, after that, uh, Rashad White number three. Uh, yep. My season long bet on him to go under what was it seven hundred 
700 yards is probably toast by now. Oh, well. Uh, Alvin Kamara, number four, and Tony Pollard, number five. I have uh, McCaffrey, Kyron, Rashad White, Kamara, and then James Cook, number five. Yeah, I like James Cook at number five over Pollard, but uh, it's it's close. <laughs> yeah, Pollard, I mean, he's just been fr- – he's another guy has been super frustrating. Yeah. Um, but oh, who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Devin Singletary. He's my RB20 to open the week. Um, and, you know, when Damian Pierce came back a few weeks ago, to, it looked like he was taking the lead role back uh, in week 13 specifically, but it's it swung back the other way uh, pretty significantly because last week Singletary just dominated all the work and Pierce has like pretty much been completely phased out, uh, which has been interesting to see. And Singletary ran for 121 yards and had 49 receiving yards. So hard to see this changing anytime soon. Um, yeah, granted, it is a rough matchup against the Browns, um, you know, but he should see a big enough workload where uh, I, I'm viewing him as like low end RB2, you know, getting CJ Stroud back, hopefully will we'll take some pressure off him, maybe set up some short yardage touchdowns. Um, so un- unless you have, you know, Chris McCaffrey, Kyle Williams and Raheem Mosert, you're probably starting a running back that has some issues, <laughs> especially a week, you know, th- there's no buys, you know, there, there's a lot of guys to choose from, but just given his potential big workload, I think Singletary does provide the high floor you do want in a must-win game in the playoffs. So um, I'm I'm rolling him as a, you know, low-end RB2 despite the tougher matchup here against the Browns. Do you have an RB what, 20? RB20, yeah. How Where do you have him? RB11. <laughs> I mean, he's... Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes yeah. you feel better. Yeah. The ECR is RB33. That's obviously, yeah. you know, just <laughs> yeah. early week shenanigans. But holy <laughs> wow. shit, RB11. Yeah. I mean, it got it. Like it's been, it's been, you know, for multiple games that Pierce has been back, and Pierce has only had significant carries in one of them, and that was three games ago, and he didn't do well, and then it seemed to be seemed to get phased out these last two. So it's yep. hard to, I mean, you can't like, there's no one else to really give carries to. I mean, Ogunbo Wale is going to get like one or two on you know third down kind of situations, but yeah, um, and then they'll give they'll give the receivers a couple, but yeah, he's. It just kind of at this, it snaps really. It's, you know, when a guy's playing that many, I think he set a, this second highest uh, carry mark of his career last week. I think he had 26. So yep. um, there we've seen this before with Singletary too. I think it was, was it either last year or the year before where he just blew up down a stretch uh, for the yeah. bills too. Yeah. So yeah, whenever he's, he's just, been the lead back, he's, he's come through for, you know, the bills and the Texans. It's just one of those things, you know, people are going to be on ESPN Yahoo or whatever, and they're going to see that red, matchup icon for the Browns and we're just saying yes it's a bad matchup but he's gonna be a lock for 15 20 touches and in that range that's kind of what you need so that's that's why well I thought I was high on him but you're you know you have him as a low end RB1 which I I can certainly get behind I mean if you think I'm high on him uh Chuba Uh Hubbard is my (laughs) RB6 wow love it though Uh, I mean so he's had it's kind of a similar situation to Singletary where there's another guy in the backfield uh, and he just kind of ran circles around him. So the last three games, which happened to coincide with the firing of Frank Reich, the head coach, former head coach, uh, Chuba Hubbard, 24 or more touches in each game, 96 or more scrimmage yards in each game uh, of his last three. And Green Bay's allowing the ninth most fantasy points per game to running backs. And this Carolina team has shown they're just going to keep riding uh, the run game in general, but especially – 
uh, Hubbard. And, you know, he's been getting carries. They've been down uh, trailing game script. They've been, you know, close games. doesn't matter. He's been getting, you know, 20 plus carries these days. And I think we kind of saw that too with um, when Thomas Brown took over those few games before Wright got fired. Hubbard, uh, his usage rate went up in Miles Sanders, who presumably was more of a you know, front office, Scott Fitterer, uh, Frank Reich, uh, Deuce Staley, who also got fired, the running backs coach, former running backs coach. You know, he was with uh, Miles Sanders in Philly. So I think, you know, the new coaching staff allegiance, coaching staff's allegiance mm-hmm. doesn't really lie with Sanders. And so you're seeing Hubbard, who's been the better back, uh, you know, get touches. And at this, like you said, at this point in the season, there's a lot of guys kind of in that same glut. So like the guys that are emerging and getting the most snaps aren't the same guys that were doing it for, for most of the year. So um, yeah, like Chuba this week. Yeah. I like that call. Did you see how they were using Amir Smith Marset? Yeah. Like uh, Chenault. I, I don't blame you like if you were watching that game. Yeah. No, yeah. No, it was, it was absolutely. It was really game. cool. And yeah, like he had four carries for 31 yards. It might be annoying. Like those could have gone to Hubbard, but he was starting to open up holes for Hubbard because the defense didn't know if, you know, Amir Smith Marset was getting it. So I, I think in the long run, having that option could actually help Hubbard out because Hubbard's getting 20 plus carries either way. But having like a dynamic receiver get used that way could open up, you know, a couple big runs for Hubbard. So it should be another close game against the Packers. I mean, they're only favored by four or five points. So it's going to be another game where they lean very heavily on Hubbard here. Yeah, who'd have thought the worst team in the league is like the most game script proof? Like it doesn't matter whether <laughs> right. they're losing, like losing yeah. big, losing small, winning. Like it's just they getting they giving their backs like thirty, they're yeah. running the ball like thirty times. All right, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Joe Mixon. Uh, he's my RB seventeen. Uh, ECR has him RB six again. That it's earlier in the week, but you know this is you know tougher matchup against the Steelers. But the main issue is obviously Chase Brown just continuing to eat into his workload. Uh, and he's looked phenomenal doing it. I mean, they, they needed an explosive back like that uh, anyways. And Brown's been that guy. And at one point, it looked like Brown just had completely leapfrogged Mixon. I mean, he Brown would have a drive, and then the next drive you'd expect Mixon to be out there, and it was Brown again. So um, Brown had to leave the game uh, yeah. to go to the Blue Ten in the third quarter. He was gone for, like, nearly a full quarter, and that's when Mixon was used, like, nearly every snap. Uh, he managed to get a goal line score during that uh, stretch, which, you know, bailed out his fancy managers. But it could have been even worse if Brown didn't have to leave the game. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, without Jamar Chase, it might make sense to give Chase Brown even more work because they need that explosive option out of the backfield. So I am very worried about Mixon's floor right now. Usually he's the high floor guy. We know he's getting a ton of work. But with that being kind of a mystery, he has a very low floor. A little bit too touchdown dependent, I think, to be an RB1 right now. So he's in that mid-range RB2 mix for me right now. Yeah, I have him RB19 as well. I have him like you know, about 15, 15 touches or so for 70-ish scrimmage yards. It's just you can't depend on him to get those you know, 80 90% snap rates like he was yeah. earlier in the year. Uh, similarly, uh, Austin Eckler, uh, low on him, uh, RB28. He's the RB22 in consensus. Last five games, just 13 and a half touches for just under 60 scrimmage yards per game. Uh, obviously, you know, new coaching staff, things could change, but he's been just, just charger run game in general has just been struggling. Uh, he's been struggling. And you mentioned it last week with Easton Stick as a quarterback <laughs> now and no Herbert. It, it just lowers the projected uh, score yeah. 
Um, and you know, obviously Buffalo is rounding into shape and playing, you know, motivated football. Who knows what's going on with this Charger team? Have they checked out? But, you know, Buffalo is obviously going to bring it, just shut down one of the top offenses in the league uh, in the Dallas Cowboys. So this is this is a, a dicey matchup for Eckler. I think he's more of a more of a flex this week than a like bona fide uh, RB, you know, starting startable RB one or two. Yeah, I'm right there with you, RB28, uh, which yeah. if you drafted him number two overall, maybe <laughs> first overall, not yeah. happy about that entering the fantasy playoffs. I mean, yeah. do, you could, do you bench him? If, if you're deciding between us, Neckler, and Jalen Warren, you're playing Warren, right? Mm. Or yeah, like I mean, James Conner. Like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, Conner, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, crazy. Yeah, you are. I mean, if you yep. just don't know what to expect. I mean, he's a nice bullet to have if you're like you know you're deep league you need a flex or something but yeah if you're just relying on him now the floor at this crucial time yeah as, as well and i mean i mean it, the floor is low well, forever i mean we saw Bashan robinson get like one point last yeah, week against the yeah. worst run defense so it, it could happen to anyone but i mean yeah you could kind of see it coming a little bit with Eckler. um we just don't know what the new coaching staff is going to do uh all right what do you got for a prop well speaking of Bashan robinson let's let's go right to <laughs> oh, him God. Uh, total rushing and receiving yards against the Colts. Um, I'm just rolling with what I, I have here as my initial projections. Uh, let's go 72 and a half yards. Uh, I'm 78. So I'll, I'll go over. I mean, this is, it's, it's uncomfortable, but this is kind of how the Falcons <laughs> team has been all year, right? It's like, yeah. if one, Arthur Smith is like, you know, draft, very talented players in the top 10 and use them as decoys. Like he's almost got it figured out here. So, uh, you know, this is, you know, we, we had Robinson kind of get benched, I think down the stretch after the fumble. Uh, and he wasn't even being used as he went like the Algier mixed in a lot from the first drive on. So usually uh, with this Falcon team, when you, you know, when a guy goes down super bad, he'll come, he'll bounce back. So yeah, I'll, I'll reluctantly take the over on that one, but uh, yeah, it's not pretty. Yeah, no, it's not. And he takes former first-round picks uh, and gives them a career year in their 30s. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I was baffled with that. Um, the the game where he had the headache and everything, that was one thing. But this was – they just clearly just wanted to use Algiers to lead back. It was as simple yeah. as that. So it's – Yeah. I don't know if I it's because guess... of the rain. They just wanted to play Smash Mouth style. They had some – they were missing two starters on the offensive line. Um it was just confusing. So, yeah, I could go back the other way this week. Was just curious where you had it. Where do you have him ranked, though, with your uh, 78 and a half? Like, let's see. That's got to be RB7. Uh, so, yeah, he's, oh, he's, RB7. he's he's up there. Oh, yeah. Shit. But, I mean, there's not really many. Like you said, it's like everyone has these same kind of yeah. issues. <laughs> and, like, even putting, you know, giving him his, like, 50% of carries and whatever it is, uh, under 50% actually now, yeah. I still have him. Um, popping out, you know, it's also, um, Falcons do, I mean, I know it's a lot of it was Ritter who's benched, but the Falcons do play better at home in general. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, you're indoors, indoor track here. It's that time of year. So, um, yeah. Yeah. If you, if you have them, you're firing them yeah, up yeah, unless yeah. you're completely stacked at running back. But you know, Kyle Pitts is constantly on that set start fringe. Oh my God. Your, yeah. You know, when it comes to Robinson, you're starting him. We're just disappointed with his usage, just how I put it. Oh yeah, I mean, it was turn. <laughs> it did turn around for like you know four games to be fair, and then it just yeah. kind of like four games straight without you know fifteen plus touches. 
Um, and then, yeah, back to shit. Brutal. So, As a reminder, the Action Network podcast is presented by Bet MGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, wide receiver, top five. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill, assuming he returns this week. Amon Ra, Justin Jefferson, welcome back to my top five. And uh, A.J. Brown. Yeah, I got Lamb, uh, Tyreek, Jefferson, Amon Ra, and A.J. So, yeah, same same, pretty much. Nice. Uh, who are you high on? Uh, I'm high on Chris Godwin. He's my wide receiver 20 to open the week. Uh, obviously, coming off that massive 10-catch, 155-yard game, uh, he's been the squeaky wheel the, the past two games ever since, you know, his wife, I guess, complained on Instagram about that zero catch game three weeks ago. He's seen a target on 38% of his routes run since that time. And just, you know, you talked about Baker Mayfield earlier. Baker Mayfield is playing at a really high level, coming off his best game of his career. So I think that's going to help keep this momentum up with Godwin. It's been working targeting him. Um, obviously, you know, Mike Evans is there, but the, these two can obviously uh, both have a top 10 week uh, any given week. So um, this is a Jags defense that's just been really shaky dealing with injuries in their secondary. Uh, so I think we can treat Godwin, you know, as a mid to low end wide receiver too. Uh, and, you know, Trevor Lawrence playing will help this. I think if Trevor Lawrence is ruled out, I'd probably move Godwin down a little bit because the Bucks might be little more run heavy, but either way, I think he's back in that wide receiver two mix just based on the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely trending upwards and, uh, you know, with Baker playing well. And this uh, Palmer's getting uh, less involved. David Moore kind of has overtaken him. So it's pretty yeah. cut out, cut and dry. Like they're targeting, you know, White <laughs> and then Evans and Godwin uh, for the most part. Uh, I'm high on Rasheed Rice is inside my top 10 <laughs> this week. Um, and a lot of it is his route participation, which was in the 50s and 60s for most of the year, even though he was productive, last three weeks, 69%, 82%, 93%. Uh, so he's finally being treated like a true number one wide receiver in terms of snaps. Uh, and then you have this Vegas defense that plays the third most zone coverage, and Rice is averaging 2.8 yards per route uh, against zone. That's seventh in the NFL per PFF. And it's a full yard per route more than he averages against man coverage. So great matchup. And finally seeing, you know, 80, 90% of the snaps for Patrick Mahomes, who needs, badly needs uh, a wide yeah. receiver to step up. And like you said, you know, Kelsey is probably not at his peak form either. Uh, so, you know, this is, you're essentially getting Patrick Mahomes' top target playing 90% of the snaps. That's that's essentially what Kelsey <laughs> what is too. So yeah. it's just, um, you know, this guy, it's late in the year. This is it kind of reminds me of Amon Ra, where it just when he it was he was a rookie, it was just like every week it just his snaps kept going up, his numbers kept going up. Uh I think Rice oh. is kind of doing the same thing. So uh top ten for me this week. Yeah, he's one of those guys where um I, I'm kind of like suppressing his initial projections a bit. If I just let it rip, he'd buy he'd be my wide receiver six, and if Pittman's out, <laughs> he'd be in my top five. Like, how many receptions are you projecting him for? Uh, is it see. over six at this point? 
Yep, six and a half. Six and a half for six. Yeah, six and a half. I mean, yep, yep. that's that's where I am. It's it's we're at that point though. Yeah, uh, and I the mean, Raiders are a great matchup for him too. Yeah, and Mahomes is still one of those quarterbacks. Like a lot of like this. This has been uh, this year past volume, and you know you get into a matchup with these backups and whatnot. But Mahomes still averaging you know close to forty attempts per game. He's gonna good bet to complete you know twenty five passes so per game. So uh, that that also kind of plays into it. Yeah. Mahomes is still still getting the volume, even if the the efficiency hasn't been there as much. Okay, who are you low on? Uh, I'm low on Gabe Davis. Uh, he's my wide receiver 56. Um, not that too many people probably have him in their starting lineup right now. Um, but he's always that nice, um, you know, potential bench option. If you're like a bigger underdog in a matchup, I always say you want to lean on a guy like Gabe Davis that obviously has a really high ceiling for, you know, a fringe starter guy. But based on what we saw last week where the Bills <laughs> blew out the Cowboys and Josh Allen only completed seven passes. Now they face a you know a Chargers team that just lost by forty plus of the Raiders. I'm expecting they don't they do not want Josh Allen chucking it up deep to Gabe Davis here. So I am way way low on him. You know he's my boy, but this is a spot where you can't even use him as a wild ass flyer. Um, he has to be on your bench this week and maybe next week if you're in a spot where you're a big underdog. Uh, he might help you out there, but uh, I am extremely low. So he's he's my wide receiver, fifty six to open the week. Uh, so yeah, leave him on your yeah. bench this week. DFS play. That's that's about it. In case Even the there, right? Charger. I mean, the well, Chargers. It's the Chargers. It's like, bro, tell me the the most Charger play ever wasn't um, Darius Davis returning a punt for a touchdown, and like as it's happening, you see that he has the punter to beat, and he hasn't beat by like twenty yards, and fucking <laughs> yes. the, a, a dude with a dude with stone hands named smart holds the punter like like yeah like, like of all players to do it and of all times to get a penalty like that was that, that was that was that's that that probably should have got brandon staley fired on its own beyond like i think they were trying to get him fired if i'm being honest yeah. but yeah that that game was just insane and then how about I think what was it, three or four weeks in a row? I was using Aiden O'Connell Aiden, as my yeah, right? <laughs> sneaky stack, and then he just goes ape shit in a primetime solo game. Go figure. But that's uh, what I'm saying. Never <laughs> discount the Chargers' ability to True. make other opponents look good. So like DFS, I would roll that's, Davis. But you're right. Yeah, he's uh, he's. Uh, I think outside my top fifty as well. It's just just it's a full slate. There's a lot, and there's just a lot of wide receivers we could trust. Yeah. Well, I mean, I trust uh, Palmer on the other side in that game, probably even with Keenan Allen back. A little more than I trust um, Davis, so yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He's my wide receiver, fifty-two. So not as well as you, but yeah, yeah. way down there. Um, I got a couple. One is Terry McLaurin, who I liked <laughs> last week. You know, thought squeaky yeah. wheel bye week coming off the bye. That that was like the spot. And I mean, it wasn't even looking great until Jacoby Brissett came and kind of saved the day. But now he's going up against the Jets, and that's not ideal unless your name is Jalen Waddle. Uh, so he, you know, they're still number three in pass defense DVOA, number four in DVOA against number one wide receivers, according to FTN. And McLaurin is just a wide receiver 38 in fantasy points per game and half PPR uh, with, for guys who've played at least six games. So it's not as if he's been lighting it up. So, um, yeah, I have him in the mid-30s, uh, and he's kind of in, he's inside the top 30 in consensus um, coming off that big week. But uh, I, I don't think we could trust him. And even that quarterback situation now is – who knows? I mean, they're probably going back to Howell, but that actually doesn't help 
mm. uh, Terry McLaurin. And then another guy who I don't know. I've he, people have been, he's been ranked so high these last few weeks. Um, and I just, I can't get there. And that's Odell Beckham Jr. He's the wide receiver at 35 in consensus. He's my wide receiver 54. And it's kind of a similar ranking to last week. Uh, he only has three games at 50 or more yards, four games with four or more receptions. So he's been kind of relying on, you know, touchdowns, big plays. Uh, but as we can see, low floor, which uh, showed itself in that game against Jacksonville. And now he plays San Francisco. So Baltimore may have to throw, but, uh, you know, we saw what's, you know, San Francisco completely shut out the Cardinal receivers last week. I mean, it was all, I think the tight ends finished one, two, and three in, in total receiving yardage for the Cardinals last week. So this is another matchup where, you know, the ceiling is high for Beckham. He's, he's still a uh, talented guy, but the floor is super low. And he's only playing on about 50 to 60% of the pass plays, which yeah. uh, is just not ideal. And, you know, even coming off the bye, where, you know, presumably, healthier 57% and 59% route participation for the season, 58%. So right in line, even coming out of the bye, uh, that he really hasn't hit anything higher, you know, hasn't even gotten to the seventies and since week one, where he played every, every pass play in week one. And since then that got hurt, right? <laughs> uh, I think he got hurt the next game, but yeah, kind uh, of similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, he's been, they've been kind of, you know, pulling him off the field for, for a lot of snaps and, and rotating in Bateman, rotating in Aguilar. So uh, the ceiling is there, but the floor is kind of similar place to Gabe Davis. So I have him 54, two spots behind Gabe, actually. Um, so, yeah, well with Odell. Uh, all right, let's see. What are you doing for prop? Let's go back to Jordan Addison. I think he's interesting again with, you know, Jefferson back, but Addison obviously Ooh. balled out last week. So he's kind of in that fringe our wide receiver two, wide receiver three range for me. So let's go with his receiving yardage. Uh, I'm gonna go with fifty two and a half. Ooh, was that was that gonna be a forty in there? Is it sound like you're I was gonna, gonna go I was gonna go on something high forties, but he's always even consistently over yeah. performing, uh even with Jefferson in the lineup in terms of his yardage. So yeah. I'll, I'll bump it to a little bit high. I essentially put uh, it at my true average projection instead of lowering it a little bit for the media. Oh, uh, I hate so, yeah, this. I have it at 52. Uh, I'm going to have to go under. I hate this. He's been overperforming because <laughs> he's freaking good. But, yeah, <laughs> yep. but with Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkins in there, he, like, he has to do damage on his, you know, limited target share. But, man, that, that that's a good line. Um, You know, I think they, they probably figured out that Ty Chandler is their best running back. It took him. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen weeks. So maybe they lean on him a bit, um, but I think that's a good number. And he has a wide range of outcomes. Uh, but I would say his median's a little bit lower. But it did look like, you know, it's been a long time since uh, Jefferson, Addison, and Osborne all played a full game. But it yeah. does look like Addison leapfrogged Osborne, oh, where yeah. Osborne is only playing in eleven personnel. Yeah. Um, so that that has been encouraging, but that's been warranted for a while now. Uh, so he, he has a much higher floor than normal, but I'm going to go under here. But that, that is a good number. Yeah, I think I'd rather be I'd rather have you on the under for that. Cause he's, yeah, so he's I don't want to be on the under. Trust me. <laughs> uh, all right, tight end. Top five we got. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Although I should have gone with like Sam Porter number one in fantasy <laughs> right. pros. Tell you, that was the week there was an opening. Uh, Trey McBride, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, and Sam Laporta. I got uh, Kelsey, McBride, Najoku. 
uh, Hawkinson and Laporta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Kittle number seven, which is actually his ECR. So consensus has Kittle well, too. So I don't it's know. So. But yeah, Njoku. Yeah, 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 I guess it is. Joku deserves to be in the top five. I, I don't know why I don't have him there. You'll yeah, probably get there. Um, but uh, who are you high on? Uh, I've been waiting for this moment, but I'm high <laughs> on Tanner Hudson. He's my tight end 15. He's officially in the streaming discussion this week. Uh, you know, he's been one of Jake Browning's favorite targets. He's seen a target on 32% of his routes run with Browning under center. Uh, however, th- just the playing time hasn't been there. He's typically been around a 30, 35% route participation, um, you know, over the, the past three games with Browning. But last week, it jumped up to 48%, and that was likely due to Jamar Chase, you know, having to leave the game. You know, just they need him as another receiving option. So this this week, we could see him top 50%. My God, if it gets over 60%, this is kind of like Chig Quanku last year, like, I mean, his ceiling is massive if he gets the playing time. So this, we could see that happen this week. Obviously, I don't think the 32% target rate will be sustainable if he sees that much more playing time. But I don't know. With Jamar Chase not in the lineup, it could still be over 30%. So he's a high-end tight end two option in deeper leagues. And again, he's a streaming option where he has a very, very high floor for your typical streaming option. So if you're like a favorite, and I don't know why you're streaming tight end, but if you need like at least a handful of points from that slot, Hudson's probably your guy. Yeah, he's just been every week. It's like when he's on the field, they just target him. Uh, it's, yep. He's like essentially there to catch passes. That's why they <laughs> act, I think midseason they signed him to the roster, and it wasn't really you know obviously not for special teams or anything like that. So um, yeah, he's been he's been on trending up. I'm high on Cole Komet uh, against the Cardinals. He's my tight end ten. He's tight end thirteen in consensus. He's a tight end six in points per game, fantasy points per game this year, and he's facing this Cardinal defense that's 25th in DVOA against tight end. So, uh, like Komet, Komet's just kind of getting sweep, swept on, especially with you know some of the bigger names back. But uh, you know, just based on kind of their uh, underlying metrics and, and 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 things like that, like I actually have Komet ahead of guys like Taysom Hill, uh, Dallas mm. Goddard guys like that this week. So uh, I think, you know, people are kind of reluctant to play him uh, over some of those guys, but uh, you know, just by the raw numbers, he deserves it. He's been a top six yeah. tight end. I, I even have him over, over Dalton Kincaid just barely. Uh, this wow. Week. Actually not even barely by a point, by a whole point. Oh uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it just kind of goes to show you like we're at that point of the year where we have enough data to kind of show who these guys are, especially a guy like Komet has been, you know, hasn't been injured or anything like that. Um, you know, DJ Moore hasn't been injured, so you kind of what you see is what you get here. So, yeah, have him as the top ten tight end this week wouldn't be uh wouldn't shy wouldn't be afraid to to use him in a in a big spot. Who are you low on? Uh, so I, I apologize to our <laughs> producer David, but uh, I am low on Taysom Hill. Unfortunately, I believe me, I don't want to say this either, but he's my tight end twenty against the Rams, and you know he he obviously has the widest range of outcomes of all tight ends really, yep. and this week's no different. Um, usually I say that's a reason to start him because tight end is such a crap shoot. It's a low scoring position. Why not just force him in your lineup? Uh, but there's no more teams on by a lot of tight ends are back healthy. You know, Dalton Schultz returned Dallas yep. Goddard's back. Even Darren Waller decided to yep. return to action last week. So there's a lot more players with, with a higher floor than Taysom like Tanner Hudson, like 
definitely Tanner Hudson over him, but Taysom had a low floor game last week. He was tight end 57, which is weird because the Saints won that game pretty handily. Usually that's when he sees more usage. Um, you know, maybe they were easing him back because he, he was coming back from injury or whatever. Uh, so that doesn't help that they have a short week coming up here. So I just think he's more likely to hit his floor uh, this week. So if if you're, you know, the favorite in your matchup and you have a really good option at tight end, just play them over him. But if you're if you're a massive underdog and you want to tap into Taysom's top five upside, sure, he's always an option for that. But just this week, I'm leaning towards him being closer to his floor, unfortunately. So that's why he's he's outside of my top 15 even, which is pretty rare this season for me. Yeah, he's my tight end 20 as well. Yeah. Another guy I think I think perfect DFS play though cuz right oh, that, isn't it, it the Saints are another one of those teams like we talked about this with the where there's like there's just this natural variance within the team's usage it's not like yeah. you know certain teams every week same kind of usage certain teams one yeah. week it's like 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 even the tight end rotation like now you're starting to mix in Jimmy Graham more Juwan Johnson's playing less like it's just uh you never quite know what to expect with the Saints team so yeah DFS play but in terms of medium projection yeah, he's yep. my tight end 20 uh, as well. Um, I'm low on Dallas Goddard, tight end 14 for me. And uh, that sounds kind of low, but, I mean, number one, Jalen Hurts not playing too well at quarterback. Um, number two, as you mentioned, a lot of other guys healthy that we just have more, um, you know, the, the numbers, just underlying numbers just look better. And this giant team quietly, you know, the one thing they have done this offseason upgrade that linebacking core and now lo and behold number one in DVOA against tight ends and I can't remember the last time a giant football team was good against tight ends because the, the linebacker has been a problem for this organization for decades almost seems like <laughs> since Antonio Pierce left back in the day so um you know this giant team playing better uh, they also play the eighth most man coverage you know under Wink Martindale they still blitz a lot so, you know, that involves staying in the blitz sometime, block sometimes, excuse me, for the tight end. And Goddard only has seen 23% of his targets come against man coverage this year, uh, according to PFF. So not the greatest matchup. Uh, maybe, you know, they, they look at, you know, Hurts is struggling on a deep ball. Maybe they give him a bunch of short underneath completions, but nothing's kind of sticking out. That's kind of putting him over the top here. Uh, you know, maybe he gets like a six for 38 type game, but um, yeah. The touchdown probability isn't super high here compared to a lot of the other guys. So, uh, yeah, I'm blowing on him. Uh, this would be kind of a fringe start stream guy for me. Uh, where are you going for the prop? Let's go Darren Waller. Uh, curious where you're projecting him rank-wise and, mm -hmm. you know, stat-wise. So let's go with his receiving yards against the Eagles. Um, and I'm just going to throw it out there, 33 and a half. Where are you going? Uh, I'll go over. Uh, I have him uh, average right around four, a little over 40. Um, so mm. still high 30s median. He had 40 yards, I believe it was. Yeah, 40 against the Saints. There's 40-something. Uh, let me double-check that. Yeah, he yeah four for 40 on six targets, but he only played like half yep. the snaps. So <laughs> uh, I think you'll see him play a little bit more. Um, could be a trailing game script. So, yeah, uh, I'll go over. I mean, he's... He, I don't, I don't think he would have came back if it wasn't, if he wasn't True. at least somewhat, you know, ready to, ready to go here. So yeah, I have him over, but uh, I don't like taking overs, but yeah, pretty significant difference between. What did you say it was thirty? Thirty three and a half. Yeah, yeah, definitely have him way over that. Uh, I mean, where are you ranking him? Uh, twelve. Ooh, are you? So you're in the fantasy playoffs. Are you trusting him? 
I mean, over Kyle Pitts and Dallas <laughs> oh, yeah, Goddard. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Are you trusting <laughs> him over Dalton Schultz or like a Tanner Hudson? Like, uh, if 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 Stroud <laughs> plays, uh, yeah, I would trust Schultz higher. Um, right now, it's kind of still iffy. And judging by the spread and total in that game, they're like he's still not out of the protocol as we record this on Tuesday. So yeah, uh, but yeah, Schultz, yes, but uh, Pitts, Goddard, Fryermuth, no. You know what I mean? What so, about like a Tucker? Christian Watson's out again, and you have Tucker Kraft and Darren Waller. Probably not Kraft because the Panthers have like their numbers against tight ends are just ridiculous. Like, I, like <laughs> yeah, just, they just I don't give up too. numbers for tight ends. So it's like I like I have Kraft right there. Um, like yeah. uh, like in terms of pre- raw projection, and I think in like a DFS he makes sense. But the median, I it's or the floor I think for Kraft is probably lower than Waller because the thing about Waller is when he's on the field. He's gonna see targets more than yeah. more than likely, and it seemed like Daniel Jones, if anything, was killing his value more than more than anything. Sure. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not pretty. It's, it's and, not. and this could change. So definitely check our rankings at actionnetwork.com. But uh, right now, yeah, I do have him kind of in that same mix, um, you know, and I'm expecting him to play more than the forty. What is it like forty seven percent of routes he played last week? So yeah, yeah. That great plug there. Please check our rankings Sunday morning. We're we're a bit busy. I, I know he's gonna be in the sit start discussion. I wish I could answer all the questions. That's why I just wanted to kind of address it now. Uh when people are asking us and we're we're on convince me we can't we can't address it then. But yeah, it's tough, but you, you probably do have to roll the dice on him over most guys. Yeah. I mean there it's definitely it's worth like you said, worth discussion. There's a bunch of guys in that range. So it checking the ranks is gonna be important, but Right now, yeah, he's looking better than some. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, it's gonna do it for our week sixteen player projections episode of the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, be sure to check out our full fantasy preview episode that's out right now over on the Fantasy Flex podcast channel. Uh, don't forget, me and Stucky's betting preview episode drops every Thursday right here, and uh, you can also. Check out actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. Fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. Action Network Discord server. Uh, link will be in the episode description for that. Sean is on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award winning Action Network app. Have a happy holidays and let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.